welcome to Singing the Blues. I'm Dom Housen. And I'm James Marriott. Uh, I mean, it's been, I think the old lady was still on the Titanic the last time we recorded a podcast episode. It's been that long um, for various reasons. You've not been very well, have you? Bless you, Dom. You've had COVID. Yeah, it wasn't so good for a period. Um, so I actually couldn't go to Port Vale or Plymouth um, and had to watch them on iFollow. But uh, I was pleasantly surprised by the service, actually, with, uh, having not you know watched iFollow in a bit. And I uh, I think there's some very good features that are done with it. But clearly they need more cameras. I think you yeah. get more cameras um, when you get in the championship. So it's like another incentive, really, for Sheffield Wednesday to get back into the championship as soon as possible. Darren Moore's team talk this weekend. Yeah. You need yeah. to get promoted so we can have more <laughs> yeah. cameras for when Dom Housen gets COVID again. Well, um, hopefully I don't, yeah. You know, and I wouldn't wish it on my worst enemy. I wouldn't even wish it on you, mate. So, no. <laughs> Two uh, very different away games, weren't they? Because obviously, you know, Port Vale, a screamer from uh, Will Vokes, uh, all, all in all, you know, a, a great day at the office and then very much the opposite of that at, at Portsmouth. Uh, sorry, at Plymouth. Uh, let's talk about Port Vale. Um, it was a great goal, wasn't it? And a uh, deserved victory? Yeah, just about um, on a shocking pitch. Um, yeah. You know, I, f- I think it would be the worst pitch that Wednesday play on all season. Uh, and so it wasn't conducive to passing football and trying to get it down and it was go- about going direct wasn't it you think how does that happen in like it was was it I think it was like very end of September maybe just into October but you just think how does the pitch end up that bad so early in the season I think it was something to do with um, their groundsman recently left and they haven't got around to replacing the groundsman Crikey. Um but yeah I mean for, it, it's um, in modern football, a bit of a surprise, yeah, to see a pitch that um, was so cut up, uh, and you know, especially around the dugout areas. You know, I mean, that, that's the worst pitch I think Wednesday played on since I remember Burton uh, in, back in February. That was a shocker. That you know, that that was probably the worst one from last season. And so, yeah, Wednesday had to adapt the game, didn't really, you know, because they couldn't get the ball down and play. Um, and so it didn't make for you know, a classic, let's put it that way, but it, it was a stunning goal from Will Vokes. And that's probably what yeah, what it was going to take, wasn't it? It was going to take a piece of individual brilliance for Wednesday to get the win or it was going to be a set piece, you know, or something was going to go in off a player's backside. It, you know, it felt like one of those days that, you know, it always looked like one goal was going to be enough and, you know, Wednesday got it in spectacular style, didn't they? And Will Vokes started to come into a bit of form. You know, you have mm. to say that after a slow start to his Wednesday career, the, the last few weeks we're now starting to see the Will Vokes that we expected when Wednesday signed him. And and I think the thing with those kind of, you know, scrappy away games, bad pitch, bit of a scrappy match as well. They're the games you've got to win if you're going to go up, aren't they? You, know, you, yeah. you, you have to dig out away. It's no good being better than other teams. Like the, there's, there's, there's always going to be those games where you've, you've really got to dig in. You've got to find that extra something, that grittiness that that gets you those wins on those days where you can't play nice football. You can't pass it around because the pitch just doesn't allow you to. Definitely. Um, and it was interesting that Darren Moore, I know it was a few weeks ago, I mean, the change he made there was up front and uh, he put in Malik Wilkes. 
I could see why he did it, but it wasn't really a Malik Wilk sort of match, even mm. though he did actually have a hand in the goal and he got this assist for Will Vokes. He was better in the second half. He looked livelier. Um, but yeah, it was a surprise that you know Lee Gregory wasn't involved. But at the time, you know, Darren Moore said he had a bit of a niggle. Um, and so that's why you know he missed out. But again, it's the strength and depth that Wednesday've got that they can still cope with the four or five injuries that they've had. Um, and you know, your Reese James is another one that's picked up a knock and is going to be out for a period. That's a big blow. As he was, you know, I thought him and Ben Hennigan were brilliant at Paul Vale. You know, that back three. Another, you know, to get the clean sheet there, and it was professional. That's what it was. It, it, that's what it needed to be. And yeah, it goes back to your point of teams that get automatic promotion. You know, they go to places like Port Vale, where conditions are not straightforward, and they find a way. They mm. find a way to dig out and grind out a result. And Wednesday did that. That takes us to Plymouth. I, I hope this is not a game at the end of the season that we look back on and kind of pour over. There's been a lot said about this game, and you know we are we are a bit late to the party, aren't we, and get involved in this in this discussion uh, because you know quite frankly it was a game that Wednesday probably should have won, very least got a point, probably deserved to win, had the chances to win, somehow managed to lose, and a lot said about tactical decisions, particularly substitutions. There was, yeah. You can't get past the substitutions. I think what we should say from the get-go is that's maybe as well as Wednesday performed footballing-wise this season. And they should have been out of sight. I I think that, you know, it's easy to lay a lot of the blame at Darren Moore's door for the two substitutions that grabbed all the headlines. I think you really have to point a lot of fingers at the players though for really bad finishing you know they have to take accountability you know, for Wednesday to come away from Plymouth having played well for 70 minutes and you know they, they conceded early and then they responded well showed good character and then I thought they outplayed for Plymouth for much of the match um, they should never have lost that and the fact that they did lose um you know they've only got themselves to blame for yeah. really bad finishing you know and that's michael smith you know when he's gone through one-on-one tame finish josh windass hit the post a couple of times you know you, liam palmer barry bannon with a follow-up you know th- there were a lot of chances you know that wednesday created and so um you, you you're right in what you say you just hope it's one of those matches that wednesday don't come back um to rue come the end of the season I, I do think you know when you're looking at, at negatives and there aren't that many at the moment for Wednesday James I'd say that you know the record against the top teams that is the concern mm. um, but that's not really a concern that we have to worry about until the second half of the season as I think you look at the fixtures there's only Derby that Wednesday play between now and the end of the year um, that are in and around that top 10. So Wednesday, on paper, very favourable run of fixtures for the next couple of months where you would expect them to rack up an awful lot of points. 
it's it is still early days, isn't it, to be paying too much attention to the table? Um, you know, I've I've said many times that I don't really think that it it means anything until Christmas. There is a bit of a gap, though, isn't there now between you know Wednesday kind of leading the pack of the chasers, but you are just seeing that top two. I mean, it's only a few points, but but you know the, there's there's ground that needs to be made up. Um, that's what just you know, you look back at that Plymouth game, and just think, God, if 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 we could just have got that win or just hung on for that point, the table would look very different. Um, yeah, I hear plenty, what you're plenty of know, time to make that up, though, isn't there? Yeah, there is. Do you know what? I'd also turn around and say if you'd offered me the six points in that three-game week, I'd have been pretty happy with that. Yeah. Um, and, you know, when two of them have been away from home and one of them, again, you know, your heart, one of your hardest away matches of the season. I think we, we all just, you know, came away from Plymouth and I think it was a sense of what might have been, wasn't it? It was a frustration, really, of, like you say, you know, Wednesday deserved, minimum they deserved was a draw. Um, but yeah, the subs, you know, there were big question marks over that, and I do think Darren Moore got them wrong. And um, but it is funny we wouldn't have been talking about the subs had Wednesday got a draw, but mm. because they've lost, it's then well, why did you take Barry Bannon, Josh Windass, our two most creative players, attacking players? Why would you take them off with twenty minutes to go? But I, I actually, do you know what? Someone got in touch with me a day or two after the match. And uh, you know, so Windass came off, and I think there was a fifteen-minute period where he only touched the ball once. So Darren Moore's point of tired slash faded certainly with Josh Windass, I think that probably stood up. But he, he took Barry Bannon off. Do you remember the Accrington home match that drew one all back in March? And right. Darren Moore came in for a lot of criticism. Then it felt very similar. I, I'm not really in the camp of. You, you take Barry back. You only take Barry Bannon off for me if the game is done. Mm. You know he's one of the best players in the division, if not the best player, and he's been incredible in twenty twenty two. So for me, unless you're three and up, I, I I just don't. I think it's it's the message you send as much as anything. You take Windass and Bannon off. Plymouth, they would have been jumping for joy, wouldn't they? You know, I bet they couldn't believe it that they've taken off those two players at that time with the game in the balance. Yeah, and it was it was quite relentless, wasn't it? The the criticism of of um, Darren. It was, it was way over the top. A it lot was way over the top. Yeah, when Wednesday um, third in the table, and we've we've played just a quarter of the season. Yeah, yeah. It, it's 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 going to be a bit of a a bit of a monkey for him though, isn't it? Because it, it will all eyes will be on his substitutions now in the future, and and he's it's not the first time that this has happened. To be fair, um, he's um, this this you, know, you can imagine this coming around again, can't you? You know, if Wednesday don't get a result, um, you know Darren Moore's going to come in for criticism for his um, for his substitutions. So it's a bit annoying because, as you say, it kind of detracts from the reality. Is the chances were there? You know, it was there was a period in that second half where it was almost comical it was just like you know great chance after great chance after great chance not taking them um you know, that that's the the real thing that you've got to look at and and you know that that's ultimately why you know you don't score goals you don't win football matches it really is that simple i, I think as well for the critics of darren moore you know what they're looking at a lot now is wednesday don't win the big games under darren moore and i don't 
buy into that entirely either. You know, if you look at the record against Wigan and Rotherham, who went up last season, and, and in fact, the top six generally was pretty good. You know, they beat Sunderland at home. Yes, they got hammered away. Um, MK Dons, they beat home and away. And so, at the moment, they have a bit of an issue against the promotion rivals that they need to address um, if they're going to finish in the top two. You know, I I know that Wigan, I think, had, didn't have a great record last season against the top yeah. six and they still got promoted. But I do think that, yeah, Wednesday, they will have to improve that, no doubt. Um, and they're going to have to go away, aren't they, to you know, places like Portsmouth and Ipswich in the second half of the season. And it won't be easy. But the signs are Wednesday are improving their away form. They've won four out of the six matches away from home. So I think um, there are a lot more positives at the moment for me than there are negatives, that's for sure. Yep, cool. Um, that takes us on to uh, Cheltenham then. This was a game Wednesday kind of needed to bounce back, needed a bit of a, a of a statement. Um, and I mean, it, it ultimately it got it. 3-0 win. Goal of the season competition continues. It does, yeah. Um, and, and they got off to the perfect start, didn't they? You, know, you get a third-minute goal, really well-taken free kick from Josh Windass. And then um, that's it. You know That gave them the momentum to kick on. And um, the, there were a few dodgy moments in the second half where you're thinking that you know they haven't put the game to bed. And then... Mm. Uh, Chelsea was starting to grow in confidence a little bit and you're thinking could this be one of those days um, you know they knocked on the door a few times and then, yeah the Captain Marvel delivered the goods didn't he and um, that, that's now becoming a bit of a trademark isn't it so Barry mm-hmm. Bannon from 25 yards out Cracking finish, and um, and then yeah, you know, Daddy Bashiru, you have to say, I thought made a big impact when he came off the bench and to, has given Darren Moore some food for thought going into another three game week. And um, you know, Daddy Bashiru's now got I think four goals himself this season. And I mean, that is the amazing thing about this Wednesday team this season for me, James, is that the goals are being spread out. There was maybe a reliance last season on Lee Gregory yep. to step up. Lee Gregory's got one goal so far this season, and you know, in fact, there's there's more question marks over you know Lee Gregory because he's only scored one goal. Does he deserve a place in the side? You know, there's a section maybe of the fan base that's saying you know maybe he should be left out and it should be Wilkes or you know it should be somebody else up front over Gregory. Um, again, that's not something that I think I would support. I think Lee Gregory's a really underrated footballer and brings a lot to this team. You know when Lee Gregory's not playing, like, you can see it that Wednesday do miss him. Um, but yeah, I mean, coming back to Shelton, three goals, clean sheet, still third. Um, happy days as far as I'm concerned. Yeah, I mean, looking back over that period of of three games, it's been it's been up and down, hasn't it? it has been topsy turvy, but you know, winning at Port Vale, clean sheet at Port Vale, beating Cheltenham, clean sheet against Cheltenham. Um, it is just that Plymouth match that kind of brings it down a little bit. But you know, summing it up, happy days is probably not a bad description for what's been you know decent decent period. If you take six points from three games right through the season, you, you're going to be up there, aren't you? You're going to be there or thereabouts. They're averaging the two points per match. 
that will that will do it for Wednesday. You know, they'd be bang unlucky to. Um, and it, it's what I think we maybe touched on on the last pod is that you're now starting to see the league take shape a little bit, and, and I do think it, it's going to be two from four for the top two, um, unless you get a, a Bolton or a Derby and an outside bet maybe will be Barnsley but I, I think the top four are the four strongest teams in this league um, and, and I, th- I think for Wednesday it's now um, a case of they've got another little challenge coming up where they've got back-to-back away matches in the league against two teams where they dropped points last season on the road too and so you know if they can come away with four points Six points would be great from Cambridge yeah. and Lincoln. You know, no one cares about the dead rubber. Leicester City's <laughs> under 21's been the pizza cup next Tuesday. You know, as far as I'm concerned, Darren Moore can just throw all the kids in, can't he, for that one? Yeah. Um, but yeah, no, I mean, for the, the two away matches, yeah, you know, it'd be a, another big sort of test for Wednesday to overcome. And then if they can get a good points all from that, then that would be another huge sort of tick in the box for them, won't it? Yeah, I mean, they're going to be hard games, aren't they? Cambridge, pretty middle of the road this season so far, but you know, there's no reason why someone like Cambridge couldn't be thinking, you know what, a push for the playoffs is not outrageous. They've been in the second tier before. Um, similarly, they could easily get dragged in at the wrong end. Not a brilliant start for Lincoln, but another team who probably will have aspirations thinking, do you know what, making a push to be a second tier team is not an outrageous idea. Um, I think they have kind of you know plateaued over the last few seasons, haven't they? But you know, after that incredible kind of run of promotions that they um, that they had. Um, and that'll be a bit. Fu- I mean, it's not. It's not a derby, is it? But Lincoln's not a million miles away. Um, that that that'll be a game that they're really up for. Um, as will Cambridge. These are going to be difficult games. And um, you know, we said earlier, didn't we, about you know, kind of getting those wins at places like Port Vale when the match is a little bit scrappy. Um, is is what makes the difference between getting promoted and 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 kind of you know being in the noise of the division. We've got another two games where Wednesday have kind of got to prove that again, haven't they? About you know finding ways to win games I don't think the Lincoln game particularly will be that pretty I think that's going to be a little bit of a fiery game I think it'll be a bit scrappy but you've got to find a way to win they have um, it's attitude as much as anything for me and I think you know if Wednesday uh, approach both matches where they start on the front foot and that's what we want to see from this Wednesday team you know like they've got better individuals than Cambridge and Lincoln, and you would like to think that they're a better team, um, and so they've got to show that. And uh, you know, Cambridge, I think they've lost the last three in the league, and they've dropped into the bottom half. But you know, they've got dangerous front two: Joe Ironside and Sam Smith. Uh, and uh, you know, I think they've got a manager there who um, is, I think has done a fabulous job and I think he'll eventually end up managing at least in the championship you know I think he's a very good you know up and coming manager is Mark Bonner and so it's a banana skin that's what it is you know both of them are for Wednesday and um, yeah and Lincoln have picked up two of late so you know, for, for Wednesday team selection it's impossible to guess isn't it second guess what yeah. Darren Moore is going to do um, it, it's so tricky and he's got options to rotate and mix things up and 
if we, we're starting to see now, aren't we, that they're playing a back four in some matches. And and, and this is what they did for Cheltenham. 4-2-2-2. Two, two, two. That was actually how Wednesday played the formation. I mean, you, you don't see many teams lining up in that way. And I mm. don't think Wednesday can do that, um, certainly against the top teams in League One. They can, I think, get away with it against the teams that are in the bottom half who are going to be scrapping for relegation. Um, and, and so, no, I, it wouldn't surprise me if it came, which maybe they go to a back three again. Yeah. I think, you know, the, the, not too gung-ho. I think the, there's got to be some solidity there um, and they've got to respect the threats that Cambridge have got and Cambridge have got a decent home record so far. Um, and so, no, I think I wouldn't be too disappointed if you know, with a draw at the weekend, but it would then make Lincoln a must-win. I think four points is, is what I'd be looking for as the bare minimum from these two. What about you? Yeah, you, you, you're right. I think four, four points really is what you, you, um, you'd you kind of come away and go, you, you, you wouldn't be unhappy with four points. Really, two winnable away games. don't think six points is outrageous to be kind of thinking, you know what, if we're going to make start making up that ground on the on the top two, um, you, you have got to win these games. You don't want the gap to get any wider, do you, from the top two? You, you now, don't. I, I'm, I'm quite happy with where Wednesday are right now because I believe, as I've said from the very start of the season, that Wednesday there will come a point where they string six or seven wins in a row together. And then Th- that this will is an opportunity to do that, though, isn't it? No, it is. Well, when you up. look at the two home matches after. Bristol Rovers and Burton, you know, two struggling teams, then yeah, you're right. I mean, there's there's no reason why Wednesday can't win all four of the remaining matches in October and they should be striving for that. And Darren Moore, when you look at the attacking side of the pitch, yeah, they're still missing in defence James from AWO. Mark McGuinness has come back. You know, Dennis Adeneran will return eventually. Maybe Wilkes. I think he'll be touch and go perhaps for Saturday, but he he won't be a million miles away. Um, and so, he, yeah, he has, has got the opportunity, hasn't he, to uh, mix and match and freshen things up should they need to. And so, there's no reason why you know Wednesday shouldn't be looking to get twelve out of twelve. And and if they do, then. There's every chance that they'll probably be in the top two by the end of the month if they do that. But yeah, like you, I'm not focusing too much on the table right now. We're not even halfway yet. But at the same time, you still glance at it and look and think you don't want Wednesday falling six, seven, eight points behind as you know the top two. They've only lost three matches between them so mm. far of Plymouth and Ipswich. So they're setting a pretty high bar. So they're not going to lose many matches, you know, looking at it right now. So I think, you know, Wednesday have to keep putting the points on the board to keep applying pressure. 
Well said, well said. Um, the other thing that, that's happened over the last couple of weeks is Liam Palmer moving into the top 20 uh, for a number of uh, appearances. This got me thinking a little bit about um, kind of, you know, most most solid performer so far this season. Um, I think, you know, it's kind of hard to see past some of Barry Bannon's performances in terms of, of, of best player, isn't it? But, you know, I, Liam Palmer really does deserve credit this season. I think he's been incredibly reliable, uh, very solid, hasn't he, with his performances and good Good to see him kind of making his way into that top 20. And obviously, you know, he's he's going to climb further up that table, isn't he? Yeah, he is. Well, I mean, the way things are going, what, Liam Palmer's 31. Liam Palmer consistently plays, I'd say, anywhere between 30 to 40 matches a season. So, you know, if he does finish his career at Sheffield Wednesday, then you could be looking at, he could legitimately be getting close to the top 10. Um, yeah. Which would be a remarkable feat, and yeah, I, I, I honestly think right now, I mean, he's one of the first names on the team sheet for me, and I mean, boy, hasn't he benefited from running ten k um, during the summer um, for Jude, and yeah, he just looks uh, so so fit, so in so yeah, he is just in a rich vein of form for me. Like, he just is scoring all, goals as well, isn't he? Yeah, well, that's it. You know, three goals. Um, and that goes back to, I think you have to give credit to the manager. You know, you're looking at, you know, we're talking about Palmer and Bannon. That there are actually two players that, Darren Moore and the coaching staff, they have improved. And the numbers reflect that. They have uh, the positional change with Barry Bannon and the fact that he can play at the base or at number 10. And what has he directly contributed to 22 goals in 2022? You know, he's not a striker. You know, these are brilliant, brilliant numbers. And then Liam Palmer is is now becoming such a threat. Isn't it? You know, as a right wing back, right back. Um, I, you know, I think Michael Heckwood is another one that you've got to look at and say he's been very dependable, I think, so far this season. But, but this is it. There just hasn't been many weak links in this mm. Wednesday team and that is crucial if you're going to challenge for promotion there aren't that many players that you know we can honestly say and look at and go you know they're underperforming and you know, that, you know Wednesday are third is I think collectively they are improving and they are getting better and they signed 11 players over the summer so there was always going to be that element of it was going to take time but I think we're now starting to see things come together and they've won what eight out of thirteen matches so far in the league, and they should be aiming for close as they can to thirty. I think really, you know, I think that you know if they do that, then they, they're going to get promoted. That's for sure. But you know, I, I think this team, I, I you know, right now, um, you, you got to be really encouraged with what you're seeing so far, and I think the football is improving too. You know, when they. Yeah, this created so many chances last weekend and against Plymouth. They battered Morecambe and had 30-odd attempts. So, very entertaining as well, you know, and they're scoring lots of goals and goals are coming from all angles. Just need more camera angles on uh, iFollow and, and, and everyone, will be, uh, everyone will be happy. Couldn't agree um, more. 
<laughs> I think that's going to wrap us up then for uh, for uh, our podcast today. Thank you to our goal partners at Title Law Solicitors, specialists in wills, trusts and probate. Um, get in touch at titlelaw.co.uk. Uh, you can get hold of Dom on Twitter, at Domhausen. I'm at James Marriott. The show is at Dom and James. You can find all our links um, on our website and in the show notes for this episode. Thank you for listening. Up the owls and we'll see you next time. Thank <laughs> you.